Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. You have to be asking yourself a basic question at this point. What is going on with the hierarchy of the church? We have news of multiple bishops either resigning from their positions or admitting to heinous acts that should have stopped them from ever being named as bishops and cardinals in the first place. Yet even after admitting to evil deeds, they cling to power. And it makes you wonder what the priorities in Rome are these days. While this is happening, some laity look to and actually get some sound advice from Cardinal Burke and Bishop Athanasius Schneider, who offer words of encouragement for the faithful to stay the course, to keep fighting for our traditions, and to seek sanctity while doing so, all while Francis tells similar bishops to the ones that are I'll tell you about here that they need to be pastoral for us. I want to show you this to get started. You might have seen this clip on Taylor Marshall's channel or elsewhere, but remember, this is the unique and sole expression of the Roman rite, according to Rome. And this stuff is okay because these priests rarely get punished, or if they do, it's a slap on the wrist. I'm going to have to keep, I want you to keep this clip in mind as we talk about bad bishops today, because doctrine and the practice of the faith are linked to moral failings among our leaders. As we pray, so we believe. Like I said, moral failing and doctrinal and liturgical abuse are tied together. You can't separate the two at the end of the day. What you saw on your screen is tolerated, while anything that is too Catholic is not. Remember also that the Vatican is spending a lot of time and energy hammering traditionalists while also allowing both stories I'm about to present to you now to continue happening until secular authorities get involved or bishops' involved consciences finally get the best of them. Let's start in France, and by France I do mean Rome, because the cardinal in this story works or worked in the dicastery that investigated Ted McCarrick problems in the church. Cardinal Jean-Pierre Ricard admitted to having an illicit relationship with a young woman several decades ago. The woman in question was about Oh, all of 14 years old when this happened. And for some context, he has since not only been named a bishop, but a cardinal. And he then spent many decades investigating the types of issues he himself just admitted to. I guess he was hired as an expert in the field. From Religion News, we get the story. Quote, I have decided not to remain silent about my situation and to place myself at the disposal of justice, both on the level of society and on that of the church, the cardinal said in a letter read by the president of the French Bishops' Conference, Archbishop Eric de Moulins Beaufort of Reims, at a press conference. Ricard said he apologized to the young girl and her family, as well as all those who will be impacted by the revelation. The cardinal added that in the light of this situation, he'll be, quote, taking a time to retire and pray. Ricard, who headed the Archdiocese of Bordeaux between 2001 and 2019, headed the French Bishops' Conference from 2001 to 2007. He has occupied a number of important roles at the Vatican under Emeritus Pope Benedict XVI and Pope Francis. He was appointed by Francis to the Council of Economic Affairs in 2014 and served until 2019. He is currently a member of the Vatican Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, which, besides overseeing doctrinal matters, is charged with investigating clergy abuse cases in the Church. End quote. At the time of the production of this episode, the bishop in question is still free. 
still has his position in the Roman Curia and still has his red hat. Francis appointed him, which given Francis's track record on these things will surprise exactly no one who's been paying attention and has a realistic appraisal of the crisis in the church. Whether he will face any secular consequences remains to be seen, especially since secular authorities often let the church at least try to deal with these problems directly themselves. But if the French government leave it to Francis to deal with, then not much is probably going to happen. Given that Francis keeps a fair number of men exactly like this in close proximity to him at all times for some rather strange reasons. Now, strangely, Catholic alternative media has been silent on the story, which is kind of odd since some of these outlets really like to jump on these stories. So the main reason I'm telling you about it because I haven't seen anybody else cover this. But Cardinal Ricard is not the only pro in the news for all the wrong reasons. Headline from the Catholic News Agency. Pope Francis accepts resignation of German bishop found guilty of embezzlement. The story broke on Tuesday when, at least in America, we were distracted with other things going on. How'd that turn out, by the way? Not as well as most of us had expected unless you've, you know, been paying attention to alternative voices who tried to tell you. But in this case, for this bishop, justice isn't really being done. He made off with the equivalent of a 128,000 U.S. dollars in euros. He got a slap on the wrist and has resigned. From the article, quote, It is good for all parties that the Pope has made a swift decision, Bishop Helmut Deeser said in a statement published Tuesday. Personally, I very much regret that the past years have led to this development. The German bishop was found to have transferred about 128,000 euros from a woman with dementia to his own personal bank account after she had given him power of attorney. Because of her illness, however, she was possibly no longer legally competent at that time. Unden Jens had explained that he had granted the now-deceased woman a lifelong right of residence in a property he had purchased in Ashen in return for the money. The prelate ultimately repaid the full sum to the family. End quote. That's pretty bad, folks. It really is. Yet the bishop is likely to walk and sail off into retirement or maybe into a Vatican library assistant post or something once the dust settles. Does any of this surprise you, though? How often have we seen that doctrinal and theological errors come with material corruption? To put it plainly, how often does heresy accompany sin and crime? Now think about that for a moment, because that's a part of the crisis in the church that gets too little attention. People often focus on the Ted McCarrick's of the church without realizing that heresy and material failings are frequently linked together. It's why so many of these modernist prelates live in relative opulence while promoting error. Their father below will happily make them comfortable in this world so they can continue to spew their errors and bring harm to souls, often with the you know willing assistance of apostate Rome. That's just the reality of the situation we're talking about. Now, speaking of the French bishops, Francis met with a group of French bishops and condescendingly told them to be pastoral to those of us who have been made sad by Traditionis Custodis. How nice of him. Pillar Catholic describes it in this way, quote, Pope Francis has encouraged French bishops to show special care for Catholics, quote-unquote, disoriented by his decision to severely restrict the celebration of traditional Latin masses. His message was delivered to the bishops on Thursday, the first day of their plenary meeting in Lourdes, by Vatican Secretary of State Cardinal Pietro Perolin. Pope Francis invites you to the, great, to the greatest solicitude and paternity for those people, especially young people, priests and laity, who are disoriented by the motu proprio traditionis custodis. 
which you will be working to implement, he said the message released November 3rd and signed by Cardinal Perlin. Notice there's a bit of a sort of a, a, you better be doing this statement there, by the way. They are often wounded sheep who need to be accompanied, listened to, and given time. End quote. It's worth noting here that France is one of the hotbeds of the traditionalist movement in the church. With more masses available than anywhere except maybe in the United States, more priestly fraternities available, more diocesan Latin masses, and more adherence to the traditional faith than anywhere else. And the traditional movement in France has had consequences in French politics, where it hasn't had that big of an impact in the U.S. and elsewhere, which may be why the French have had have been hit as hard or harder by anti-traditionalist actions by Francis and his hirelings like Cardinal Roach than really anywhere else. And while the Vatican polices trads and does nothing about bad bishops enriching themselves off the vulnerable, or far worse in the case of Cardinal Ricard, Cardinal Burke and Bishop Schneider continue to try to get the laity to remain positive about the traditional movement in the church. Headline from the National Catholic Register. Cardinal Burke and Bishop Schneider restate concerns about restrictions on traditional liturgy. The cardinal and the bishop offered their comments for a talk the author gave recently in London, the author being Edward Penton. Prior to this video, I hadn't talked about the TLM in a long time, honestly, or so it feels anyway. The traditional liturgy is clearly growing in popularity, despite the Vatican doing its best to suppress it and restrict access to it to relatively small priestly fraternities that most Catholics simply don't have access to. But despite this, Cardinal Burke and Bishop Schneider assure us that we're winning the fight for our heritage and the faith, and for the liturgy. Quote, Cardinal Raymond Burke has questioned the basis of papal-led efforts to restrict and eventually eliminate the traditional Latin Mass, while Bishop Athanasius Schneider has said the, quote, millennium-old treasure cannot be destroyed, as it is the work of the Holy Spirit. As concerns deepen over this pontificate's new restrictions regarding the traditional liturgy, Cardinal Burke said that, quote, to the degree that reason and sound theology prevail, the safeguarding and promotion of the Usus Antiquor, which is the ancient liturgy in use before the so-called reforms of 1970, will continue. The Prefect Emeritus of the Apostolic Signatura said this is, quote, despite the difficulties and even the persecution, inspired by Traditionus Custodis, guardians of tradition. Francis's 2021 apostolic letter issued modu proprio decree restricting the ancient liturgy and the responsa ad dubia, the guidelines on implement, implementing the degree issued five months later in late 2021, right before Christmas, by the way. But Cardinal Burke stressed that as a, quote, modu proprio, traditionus custodis lacks sufficient force because it is authority only to the degree that it is founded on just grounds. He added that the grounds for the decree and the letter Pope Francis wrote to the bishops, which accompanied it, accompanied it, are, quote, not true and just when taken together, and he gave his reasons. The first, he says, is that it's simply not true, that the Reformed liturgy is the only valid form of the Roman rite. Let him pause there for a second. He says, Francis' statement there that the new Mass is the only valid form of the Roman rite is simply not true. Now, he points out that as St. John Paul the, or St. Paul VI said, John Paul II, Benedict XVI, all acknowledged, the Usus Antiquor, the TLM, was never suppressed and in fact has continued to be celebrated since the time of the promulgation of the Missal of Pope Paul VI. But Cardinal Burke highlighted another, quote, fundamental procedural flaw in the promulgation of Traditionus Custodis, which is that most of those affected by it were not consulted before its promulgation. 
something he said that goes against the regulae luris, rules of law. End lengthy quote. Burke basically says that Traditionis Custodis violates the church's notions of the rule of law, as well as basic tenets of justice in the church. Meanwhile, Bishop Schneider says that we must continue to defend the faith from these prelates and from the attempts to bury our traditions, that we must continue to resist these errors. Quote, this is very serious, Bishop Schneider added. It was an attempt to destroy partly the liturgical tradition. No pope in 2,000 years and no council had dared to reform a proven age-old venerable rite. No one would dare do this to something proven to be so venerable and bearing fruit. For these reasons, Bishop Schneider said, bishops, priests, and faithful must remain faithful to this great treasure of the church. If they don't and collaborate in enforcing these restrictive treasure measures, then they are causing, quote, spiritual harm to the church. Because to lose such a treasure sanctified by the saints for so many years would be an evident harm to the spiritual good of the church and for souls. This includes rejecting the versus populum, that is the current practice of the mass said where the priest is facing the people, style of worship, and the communion and practice of communion in the hand. This has never been Catholic, he said. It's a Protestant style and these must be abandoned. He firmly believes that if that is done, there would be no more liturgy wars. Both forms would be in some ways close to one another, and in time, they would become ever closer and so transmit what all the popes and saints have transmitted to us in the Holy Liturgy, end quote. There he's having the sort of the mutual enrichment argument. Now, Schneider has been coming out hard lately against the communion in the hand and mass facing the people practices that are part and parcel of the new mass and considered widespread liturgical abuses. And he's right. Those are not Catholic practices. They do diminish our worship of God, and especially communing in the hand does destroy belief in the real presence of Christ in the most blessed sacrament of the altar. Until very recently, the Vatican didn't allow it in Vatican City at all, much to the chagrin of American tourists. Now, the Protestant so-called reformers instituted communion in the hand to explicitly destroy belief in the real presence. They admitted that themselves. Yet the Catholic Church instituted it more recently and then acts surprised when no one believes in the real presence anymore. Very curious indeed. I have to close this by asking you if you can see the connection between high-ranking prelates acting immorally and the corruption of right practice of the faith, especially in its worship. Is it little wonder that bizarre errors like that mass at the start of this is permitted, that priests like that go unpunished, while restrictions are imposed on the faithful who who statistically have the greatest adherence to the faith itself. Do Burke and Schneider's words reassure you in any way? Let me know in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't. It really does help. So sharing this on social media, that helps a lot as well. As always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.